Ready. Set. Game cast. Welcome to Ready Said Gamecast, a bi-weekly podcast about video games and job fairs. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by your future boss, Darian. That's me. I'm your future boss. Darian, how can future employees impress you? Um, well, uh, showing that you are you know timely uh you know don't don't be tardy i don't like people who don't show up on time um try to be positive um a little bit of self-deprecation is funny but don't go too far with it um i definitely don't like people who are constantly down on themselves because it brings the whole morale down um and also people who are not drunk all the time would be preferable because you know, you shouldn't drink all the time. Okay, that's... That's how you impress me. Don't be <laughs> drunk don't all the time. Just don't be drunk at the interview. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> uh, well, until you get that fine job, you're probably going to be playing video games. Like Darian has been doing. What were they? And how were they? And when were they? Oh, okay. Well, um, I only played video games the week of the last podcast because the following week, so this last week I was sick, so I didn't play many games. But I played Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and I played League of Legends, mostly that. I've been playing a lot of that lately. Uh, again. Remember when you quit forever? No. Okay. And I also have been playing... Uh, I played like 10 minutes of Smash Ultimate, actually. <laughs> and I rage quit almost right away. <laughs> yeah. uh, what What have you been playing in Smash? Just like st- normal battle? Uh, no, World I did of like the, the World of Light, yeah. Would you like a spoiler for that that I have recently discovered? Sure. This is your spoiler warning. Skip ahead one minute. Um, apparently, and I, I thought after you defeat Gallium, the game was over. You had finished deal, did that. But no, apparently there's a dark master guy. When you defeat Gallium, he comes in and he like takes over. So then you, there's more after you defeat Gallium. I don't know what that means. The big the big boss thing that took everybody. That's oh, Galeem. See, as Kirby, I don't think I knew who I was fighting against to redeem my souls, my friends. Okay. I don't know if they covered that. In the opening cinematic? Did they call him that? Uh, I'm pretty sure they Did sh- they name him? I think they show that in text. I don't think they're like, this is Galeem. Look at him. Oh. That's, But I'm pretty sure it says that in text on the screen. Mm. But yeah, that's... Yeah, I missed that part. Okay, well, he's Galeem, and 
there's more to the game. Which, like, Galim was hard. I, I, I mean, I'm not that very good at it, and I, I defeated him with my uh, Wii Swords Fighter, which I actually switched out some moves on my uh, custom fighter, and I like him even more. I'm all, the greatest me sword fighter person ever. There's a tournament coming up, and I know I'm gonna lose it, but I might con- compete. <laughs> I might, I might try. Just, just so I can slip, uh, race a GameCast stickers in people's pockets as they play, because that's how you get listeners. Everyone who's listening, check your pockets. Is there a quarter in there? No, it should be. A- Race a GameCast sticker. Maybe mm. there's a quarter too. If if there is a quarter and a race a GameCast sticker, send me the quarter for the sticker. I need the quarter to pay for parking because I didn't feed the meter and I don't want to get a ticket. Sure. I like a dope sticker. Um. Okay, so you've been playing those games. I've only been playing one game. I've also been playing the Kingdom Hearts Union Cross, but I'm not going to mention that because nothing notable has happened. I just kind of poke at it every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably quit in about two weeks, maybe even less than that. But I've been playing the heck out of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, I, the way it seems like, I think I'm in the final act because everybody's like, um talking about things ending and and there's like talks of leaving um and it seems like things are closing but i'm not sure how much of the story main story missions there are what's weird is that like when i go to the like progress thing and for the story it says like 54 percent and i'm like that's weird this every it very much seems like the story is about to end but I'm kind of wondering if that means, like, 54% of, like, all of the possible things that you could do. Mm. Like, mm. all of the, like, hey, hunt this wild bear and stuff. Like, maybe that, you know, if you do every single activity, then it'll be 100. Um, I, I, It would be very, very weird if I'm at the halfway point of the story right now. Um, But... Yeah, as the game it's it has a slow build, um, but as the story goes on, things get more and more interesting, and more characters get introduced, which kind of make like makes you care more. And oh, some stuff happened in the end of the last act that really was like whoa. They made me go whoa. Um, it's stuff that I very much was not expecting to happen, at least at that point. I'm enjoying my time with it. I'm excited to kind of finish it, but at the same time, I, you know, want to play more. I'm I'm doing a lot of side quests to kind of prolong it, but I would pop my head into the online mode because I was like, oh, it might be fun to, you know, mess around in there, do some more of my horseback riding and my shooting and stuff um, with this, like, online character. And they have a story to it. There's, like, characters, and you have a thing where apparently you were accused of a murder that you didn't do. But it's so freaking annoying when they don't give your character a voice. 
is like, let me select a voice. I don't care if there's only like three options for voices. I will take a voice over just that everybody talking at you and you just staring blankly at them. I also, I had to recreate my character because I made my first character's eyes too big and it looked like he had no idea what was going on all the time. He just like, <laughs> hey, hey, you got to murder these people. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. I, I, I'm going to lose my progress, but I have to get rid of him. Um, and then I remade him and he's a little bit more, more, I made his, his like brow just like, look, he looks like he's very intense all the time. He's just like, I guess kind of like myself that my eyes are a little bit always squinty. So, but that's better than like all the time where his eyes are just too big. But yeah. Um, I, I like the idea of every action, just him looking shocked. Like that sounds great <laughs> to me. Um, but online very much seems like rock stars just feels like a cash grab like the act there's very few people playing the people that are playing seem to just be murdery where there was people i would just try riding around and there'd be people that would just shoot at me and kill me and i'd be like cool and i did a few missions but like they have a battle royale which i think is supposed to support 60 people there was like five. Oh yikes! Um, but I did win. I beat those five. Well, no, I think at that time there was three. It, it got lower as as I went through a couple matches. But I got down. <laughs> there was three of us, and I won. I killed the two of them. So I'm battle royale master. Um, but the prices in the online mode for guns and uh, all the stuff is way higher than the single player and you get less money for the stuff that you do. Like Arthur will do a mission in the store and get like 50 bucks. Um, and on the online, they'll be like, here's $2. And I'm like, what? I just saved everyone. I, I did all of these things and you're like $2. I can't. And, and with the increased costs that like, I can't buy anything. Plus, you have to reach a certain rank to be able to unlock things, and it's really frustrating. And how much do things cost? Like two hundred fifty dollars for a gun. And as a reminder, a mission will get you like five dollars. And yeah, oh my. Maybe there's missions that'll pay better, but. Yeah, I just I think it's just like a Ralph breaks the internet scenario where Spamley's just giving you bullshit and you need to really just probe him for the good, the good good. Give me that forty thousand dollar mission, Spamley. Yeah, that's that's a thing. In I there. owe twenty seven thousand dollars to eBay. <laughs> I need real money. <laughs> yeah, you have to find Spamley. He's hidden in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> if you track him down, then you can. I, you know what? Red Dead does sound like a game I would like to play. <laughs> um, but the story mode's very, very good, and it's I'm. If nothing piques my interest uh, in terms of new games, I might. Well, I need to figure out a way to do it, but I might play Red Dead Redemption One 
after I beat Red Dead Redemption 2 because Red Dead Redemption 1 takes place after 2 with with one of the characters from 2. Not not the one that you play as, it, one of the gang members. So it'd be cool to kind of like continue that story. I, I've played through Red Dead Redemption 1 before, but it'll be cool to like revisit it after mm. playing through the story. Um, because I like... Technically, Red Dead Redemption 1 is the continuation of Red Dead Revolver, which is either a PS1 or PS2 game. I looked it up, I looked it up and it looks so janky. It looks it looks like PS1 Tomb Raider graphics. Oof. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's, it's the same character and stuff. Uh but I think I think Red Dead Revolver is just considered like non-canon at this point. They're like, let's mm. just forget about that one. That one doesn't count. <laughs> but yeah, it's a cool story. I love the world. My background is Red Dead Redemption uh, Two again. I love taking pictures, and it's it's the world is so beautiful. I th- it won an award at GDC, I believe, for technical excellence, and and like uh, playing it and looking at the clouds and the weather and the mist, and it's like, yeah. Just for the weather, they deserve it. Um, that's that's what I have to say about Red Dead Redemption Two. I'm gonna slowly wear Darian down until she at least tries it, until I she opens never. up her game fly and orders one <laughs> game. <laughs> she activates her game fly and maybe inserts the Red Dead Redemption game into her PS4. I'm not going to start my Gamefly for Red Dead Redemption. What would, what are you going to start your Gamefly for? I'm not sure yet, but not Red <laughs> Dead Redemption. Okay. Well, I'm uh, see. I'm hoping you use re- re- your Gamefly as an uh, excuse to try games that you normally wouldn't. Mm. Be- because, like, if you were already gonna play it, you're probably just gonna buy it or whatever. You don't need you don't need to try it, but it, Gamefly is like, hey, I'm not sure about this. It might be interesting. Then you can rent it, you can try it, and then, you know, if you don't like it, return it. Why are you saluting right now? I was I was I was reading chat. Okay. Well, can you read the news? Like all of it? Yeah, every tell me everything that's happened in the last two weeks. Say all of the news for everything all the time. Um yeah, I suppose I could read some news. Um, starting with Valve, after many, many years, is finally going to redesign the Steam la- uh Steam game library. The Steam Lame Library. Um, and they're going to add Steam events. Um, they're going to make it look prettier and clearer, which Steam friends are using, which or, uh, yeah, which Steam games a user's friends are playing, uh, and different things like updates. They're just going to make everything more accessible. And uh, the events page looks like it's going to be like yeah, uh, different stuff for um that are happening like in your games you know there's actually not that much information about steam events that was the only thing that i was like what because they changed the ui that's i guess not a big deal it's big for steam of 
pro- thing changed the UI. It doesn't really change Steam. It just made it prettier, which it's nice. Yeah, they that's made pretty. it prettier. It's been like ten years. Okay. <laughs> um, from what what I could gather from the article, Steam events basically seems to be like, um, events related to whatever game, kind of a way to showcase like, mm. like like an Overwatch. Obviously, they don't have Overwatch, but I guess like a PUBG um event, um, they they'd showcase that in that. That uh, Steam events page, which the way mm-hmm. you know the way things are going, where there is more like you know big um, competitions and stuff, they probably were like, well, how can we let Steam users know about this? And they're kind of been like, well, we could put it on the thing, but there's nowhere to put it, so we're just gonna update the entire UI so that we could do this. And now this is where we are. What do you think of it? I'm really excited because it looks really good. And even though Steam's making some real mistakes um, in other aspects, uh, their UI being more user-friendly is exciting. So, You know what else is exciting? Master Chief. I disagree. Collection. Coming <laughs> to Steam. What is exciting about this, Darian asks? Nothing. No. Uh, okay. The reason this is exciting is because it's a Microsoft published game. That this is a Microsoft like Microsoft an Xbox exclusive title coming to the PC. Well, no. See, it's not. It's not special that it's coming to PC because uh, X Microsoft, Microsoft has been putting Xbox games on the PC for a bit under the Windows Store. Like you many. A lot of games that you have, if you have a game on Xbox, you probably have it on PC as well. Uh, if you log in with the same, you know, credentials into the Windows Store, I've actually done that where I've I uh, got the digital version of Gears of War, but I didn't have an Xbox, so I just played on PC. But then if I now I have an Xbox and now I can play it on my Xbox because they have the Play Anywhere program. But now. They're, I guess they are opening it up to now being on Steam. Well, it, opening up to not just be on the Windows Store. So that's big, I think. Like, I guess, well, depending on how this goes, we might see uh, Gears come to, to Steam and, and then not try and just push the Microsoft Store, which the Microsoft Store on PC kind of sucks. Um, so I definitely get it, but on that same note, like you're obviously not going to have the play anywhere capabilities on steam. You're not going to be able to go, well, I have it on Xbox. Can I have it on steam? Because that's not how steam works. Um, but it is cool for, you know, people who are primarily steam gamers. It's cool that it's going over there and, um, be excited where this partnership goes. Uh, but that is one I guess, exclusive going to a new place. Do you know of any other dexterity? Um, okay, so there are a few more exclusives that were exclusive to the PlayStation um, that are going to be coming to the PC via the Epic Games Store. Um, they're all from Quantic Dream. 
Um, and they, they are Detroit Become Human, which, yes, I might get the Epic Game Store so I can play that on my PlayStation or on my PC because my PlayStation had a lot of frame drops in that game. Um, also, Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain. Um, but they're going to be coming to the Windows PC with the help of Epic Games. I was going to abandon the rise of my voice and I just committed instead. Was it obnoxious? It was magical. Oh, uh, you're so kind. That's, that's okay. Weird. So, yeah, the company partnered with Epic to put them on the PC. And so, yeah, a couple, you know, a few, a handful, uh, almost a handful of exclusives for the PlayStation are going to come to the computer because PC Master Race. Well, see, this I think is not as big a deal as Master Chief Collection coming to Steam. Because well, sure. because these weren't published by PlayStation, they were just right. like kind of a deal, and and uh, I'm not sure if that was just, that was probably just like a loyalty thing. Uh, there probably wasn't a contract in place saying that that you did, but Epic. Pro- it seems like Epic is chasing developers. Like they're not they're not just sitting in their chair going like we're here if you want us. Epic probably approached them. And said, "Hey, we'll give you money. We'll we we will do what you need to get it onto the Epic Game Store um, mm-hmm. to to try and bring them over. Because I don't think it was probably Quantic Dreams. Like, oh, this is our chance. That is probably Epic that approached them. I can't say that for sure. I don't know, but like that's the way I would think. Of, like, why why would they go now and to the epic game store it's probably because epic's chasing developers trying to trying to get more games for their platform exclusives so um it's interesting and we'll see i guess that as more news like this comes out the epic game store will be getting bigger and we'll see you know how that what that means uh down the road in terms of how it competes with steam and and how it stands on its own do you think some uh x uh riot and uh valve developers could stand on their own so it's actually just x valve developers oh and then or an x valve developer and a riot developer they're being backed by riot games (laughs) at this new studio so they're still being supported by riot but yeah, they're making a new studio. Um, Chet Felizek and the former Riot Games technical designer Kimberly Vole, they're making a new game studio, and it's called Stray Bombay. And they're going to focus on cooperative multiplayer games featuring enemies and experiences driven by artificial intelligence. Um, Felizek worked on like Portal, Left 4 Dead, and Half-Life 2, and he also you uh, helped with I Am Bread and Worlds Adrift um, with Bossa Studios, and Vol was with Riot. Shout out to Kimberly Vol. So, why? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they announced Stray Bombay, and then they added that they're going to go dark for a little bit as we start laying the foundation of our new world. So I'm excited to see what comes out of their heads, because I loved Portal, and I own all of the Half-Life games and have never played any of them. I Am Bread was infuriating. Um, 
but fun to watch. And I play a lot of League of Legends, so I'm sure it's not going to be like League of Legends, but, you know, I'm excited about it. I'm a fangirl, even though they're trash. It is interesting the amount of games that have come out since the rise of YouTube and Twitch that are, like, not really fun games. They're just, like, funny to watch someone else play. Like Surgeon Simulator and I Am Bread and all of these games that, like... And that other one that was popular this year. The... Uh, is the one with the guy in the pot. Yeah. Getting over it with, uh... There you go. Yeah, it was, but yeah, getting over it. That, like... Yeah, that that one was garbage. They're frustrating to play, but, like, they're, they're like, targeted at streamers, and, well, I don't, yeah. You, you don't really see those games existing previously, and if they did, they probably weren't successful or noted, but these like frustrating games exist for youtubers and streamers to rage at and people to watch um but yeah i just i just the fact that you mentioned i am bread being like unfun to play but fun to watch just made me think about how like that is a weird thing that exists these days due to the rise of uh content creation you know what else is content creation? No. The making of PUBG. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Who made that? Um Brendan Green, aka Player Unknown. What's he up to these days? He is moving to a new development role on PUBG. And the new role will focus on research and game development. He said, it's been an incredible journey and our game has reached heights I never thought possible. Seeing the game grow into what it is today has been a dream come true and I can't thank our fans and the incredible team at PUBG Corporation enough. But he's going to take what seems like maybe more of a, you know, a background. He's researching game development. I mean, research is definitely a little bit more background i feel it also says he's moving from the PUBG corporation studio in seoul to one in amsterdam where he's gonna build a new team mm. and they're called the avengers yep <laughs> what is it in rick and morty the i don't remember i haven't seen rick and morty in a hot minute the suspenders. No, the vindicators. Oh, I was gonna say revengers. Do you have an opinion about it? Do you have? Does it evoke emotions? You know, I hope that it means good things for PUBG because that game has almost completely fallen off of my spectrum. <laughs> I'm not sure Even that's the right word. Even though it meant a lot but... to me for a while. What? What's not the right word? Spectrum. The this game's on my spectrum. Yeah. Hold on. Used to classify something, or suggest that it can be classified in terms of its position on a scale 
between two extreme or opposite points. Or a wide range. So, like, I've got a spectrum of games that I play. PUBG is no longer on it. It's fallen off of the spectrum. This is my spectrum. It looks like a rainbow. Okay, that's fine. And PUBG was in there somewhere. At one point, it was right in the middle of the spectrum where I saw it the most. And now, it's on the bottom. It fell off of the spectrum, and I don't see it anymore. <laughs> uh, would you like to see a new game in the uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer <laughs> line of products? <laughs> you know, okay, so before seeing this article... I didn't know what Crypt of the Necro Dancer is, and I'm still not sure that I know exactly what it oh, is. So, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, it, do, you, do you know what a roguelike is? Um, give me some names of some roguelikes. Rogue. No. <laughs> um, ro- to be clear, roguelike is because the original game was rogue and people are like, well, we don't really know what... This is kind of a thing of its own and we don't know what to call other games that are similar to this, though they've just been called roguelikes. Um, there's actually a lo- lot of games that are technically roguelikes. Oh, Binding of Isaac is a roguelike. Yeah. Okay, yes. Ba- basically, it's See, like a... All right, hold on. Let me just stop you before you get there. When I saw Crypt of the Necro Dancer, I was like, oh, is this a rhythm game? But like, <laughs> goth? <laughs> I mean, it is a rhythm uh, game roguelike. Um, oh, what? what? So, yeah, you're, you're playing along to the beat. Like, you, you want to move along to the beat. And like, you're, if you do your attacks along with the beat, then you won't take damage. Want to know something really cool about that? Uh, game, uh, Darian? Yes. You can play it with a dance pad. Oh, that sounds troubling. Do they have a dance pad for the Switch? See, I, I was wondering that because I know that you can plug in a dance pad to the PC and play that way. Um, I don't know if it's going to work with a Switch. Um, I guess it might not, but yeah. You can also play just normal, so I admit. I guess we'll find out as we learn more but tell me tell me about this new thing that you haven't actually mentioned yet you just told us what crypto the necro dance well i told you what crypto the necro dancer is so okay so the title of this article is the legend of zelda meets crypt of the necro dancer in new rhythm game cadence of hyrule thank you to polygon yeah, all of my stuff, all of the articles that I get are from Polygon. I'm sorry. I know that I, if Caitlin Galizra would hate me for that so much. If I if we talk about like the ex- quote the article, I feel like it's right to shout out the deal. If we're just talking about the news, then it's you know. Shout out not only to Polygon but to Chris Plant. Yeah, the person who wrote it. Okay, let's focus on the video game that we're discussing. It's called Cadence of Hyrule, and it is... It's a game. It's Crypt of the Necro Dancer. But Zelda. But yeah, you are playing in Hyrule with... You You uh, have the, I guess, girl character that is uh, from Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I own Crypt of the Necro Dancer. I played it maybe once... 
Um, but you can also play with uh, Link and Zelda. See, that's what got my attention. It looks cool. Uh, the world looks cool. It seems cute and nice. I like and- that Zelda's a playable character. That's exciting. I'm excited. I will probably get it. Do it and then play rig up a dance pad. I will not do that. Sorry. You should you should get Crypt of the Necro Dancer on PC. You know, I'm going to get Crypt of the Necro Dancer on the Switch because I think it's a Switch exclusive. You know what's not a Switch exclusive? You mean Kate is coming? Cadence of Hyrule. You're going to get Cadence of Hyrule on Switch. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I'm getting Cadence of Hyrule on the Switch. You're right. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, but you know what isn't a uh words? <laughs> God damn it! You ruined the flow. I was ready to go. Um, perhaps <sighs> another game from a Xbox exclusive coming to a new platform. Which we could have segued this from earlier. That would have been another segue point. But we're doing Look, it here. I set it up together in a, a way that made sense to me. And you just came in and you slashed it all the bits. You said, Darian, I was late. And you set up the outline wrong because of it. Cuphead is coming to the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. And I'm really excited about it. I really like Cuphead. I don't like playing it on the computer because I have to use a controller and I hate setting up my Xbox controller for my computer. I got the fancy stick so that I can just do it and it's, you know, it's fine, but like I don't always charge it. So like, I don't know. You don't charge your controller? No. Okay. That seems to be just a controller issue. Just, I, I guess I have batteries in mine. I don't have a charge thing so i just swap out batteries so it's coming to the nintendo switch cuphead is and it's beautiful and it has pretty music and it's it's enraging but like i'm kind of excited about it anyway like i'm i liked cuphead and i would love to play it in a portable portable way i said that about undertale as well and i still have yet to actually get undertale on the nintendo switch mostly because i don't know if i have the emotional capacity to play undertale right now so I I want it, but yeah, Cuphead's coming to the Nintendo Switch, and it's beautiful. It's coming in April. I should play Undertale someday. I, I think when I play Undertale, it's going to be on the Switch. I need to get there. And maybe... I want to get the collector's edition. Maybe I'll play it on a new Switch, because Nintendo has come at us with some... Re- well, the... Uh, the uh, Let me see. Wall Street Journal... Uh, okay, so this is kind of a, this comes from Polygon's article, uh, by, uh, Christopher Grant, Chris Grant, um, and they are referring to the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Nintendo is ready in two Switch models, uh, which, which is going to be kind of the, like, Xbox One X and Xbox One S type deal. Well, I guess both of them are more powerful, but this one... Seems to be there's going to be a more powerful uh, Switch version that's going to be more expensive with what they're saying will have enhanced features um, for the core gaming audience. It uh, seems to be unclear what that is. Maybe um, higher resolution screen or more power. Unsure. But they're saying that there will also be a cheaper option. 
um to you know appeal to people who who want a switch but not at three hundred dollars um now darian you're probably going but how could they make it any cheaper apparently they are saying that the company is uh looking to remove the hd rumble from the uh switch to to help uh, reduce cost um, the quote says the company judged the new Switch models won't need the vibration feature because there wouldn't be many games released using the full benefit of it, one source toward, told the journal. The lack of vibration success suggests a console without removable Joy-Con controllers fitting the strategy of the 3DS replacement. <sighs> See, here's another problem with that. And I think I think it is great having the to like having a cheaper model having a uh a a pro model but if you remove the hd rumble from any device we're never going to get more well we're i guess i don't want to say never but we're that's going to greatly reduce the chance of games using hd rumble because why create games with hd rumble if some of your audience isn't going to be able to use them it's like Mario Party has a, uses HD Rumble, and and there it's definitely not every game doesn't use it, and as a rarity, it's like oh one mini game will do this, but there there you're probably going to see it very rarely, if at all, if it's not going to be available on all devices, and that kind of sucks because this decision is going to remove. A, ver- a rarely used feature, but kind of like a feature of the Switch. So, I'm I'm kind of sad about that. Um, I'm also wondering, like, you know, I guess that would also affect stuff like Toy Cons, because Toy Cons use Rumble to like. Uh, there's the the little like, um robot car thing that you you put your Joy-Con into after building the cardboard and he'll like move mm. around using the rumble. So that would obviously need HD rumble to kind of make those specific vibrations. Well, didn't they also suggest like making it so the Joy-Cons don't detach? This this article seems to suggest that might be a pos- uh, possibility. So so, I mean, if you're getting the cheaper version, you're probably not... I mean, you're definitely not going to be able to play Labo. Okay, here's here's the question with that. So, does that mean it's strictly a portable? Are you going to dock it? If you're going to dock it, what are you going to... Are you going to have to buy separate controllers? Well, doesn't that article also suggest it's supposed to, like, replace the Nintendo 3DS? I, get, I mean, yeah, it does suggest it would be a fitting 3DS replacement, but... I think it would still be dockable. I, but I get it's hard. It's hard. This is all rumors. We don't know, but like that would be a weird choice because I think the selling point. I I think it is great that you a person could only play it as a portable, but to say this thing is only a portable that you you're gonna have to buy separate controllers or it can't even be docked would be weird. Um. Mm. But I guess, well, that seems to just be speculation. We'll find out more uh, later on. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely, definitely interesting to see that Nintendo's kind of like 
mixing up what the switch is um and i'm more curious to see what the pro version looks like than to see what features they're pulling out for the um cheaper version while i'm playing on the the nintendo switch device other people are probably playing apex on other devices (laughs) because things are happening in that game so apex released a battle pass um which people have been asking for which is exciting um it costs 950 apex coins which is about nine dollars and fifty cents and it came out on march 19th Uh, alongside the battle pass they also released octane who's a new character their first character that they've been adding um and the battle pass includes unlocks for most of the game's characters um, as well as items like banners and poses and skins for Lifeline, Wraith, and Mirage. Um, it says that it also includes skins for most of the guns with over 100 unlocks in total. Um, you can level up the battle pass by gaining XP in the game. It, uh, its final reward is a rare skin for the Havoc Energy Rifle, which Ooh. was the first uh, post-launch weapon, which is... Uh, last time I played, which is like over two weeks ago, it was broken. I told you, I mean, I told everybody, Battle Royales are not always what I want to play, all right? So Apex was fun, but also I need to like reset my computer. It's having issues. So Apex is not fun to play right now because my game or my computer is shitting the bed. While your computer is shitting the bed, you could play on your PlayStation 4 in some sort of cowboy game. Mm, nope, can't do that. I'm good. I can play League of Legends and have no issues, so. Well, maybe if your computer's not working well, maybe you could stream your video games to your phone using Mm. Google Stadia. Uh, It's to your phone? It can be to anything. So Google announced Stadia, which is their streaming platform for games. They announced this at GDC. I watched the uh, press conference, so I'm just going to tell you what I saw. Google man came out. <laughs> there was a few Google people. It was. It seems that the game people have much better stage presence than the engineers. Uh, I I did notice that. Like, okay, you you are the CEO of the company, but like when Mr. Game Developer came out, is like he has much better stage presence. Um, but they are. So we already kind of knew this was coming because they they had that um, Assassin's Creed game stream um, beta that they were doing where you could play Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Google Chrome and, and for free and test it out. Um, I didn't have great... It didn't work very well for me. Teddy said it worked great for him. Um, and I think that's due to the fact that that is being streamed from a Google data center. So I'm guessing that Teddy probably has a data center near him. I probably don't. Um, and the, they showed a map of where their data centers are, and it seems like they have a lot of them and they're all over the place. But they're going to allow people to stream games um, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, AAA games, to whatever device they want. They could stream it to their laptop, to their phone, to their computer, or yeah, what uh, to their TV, um, whatever, from the Google data center. Um, 
I I guess like it's another streaming service. This isn't the first time we've seen a you know, oh well you can stream your games. Like PlayStation has PlayStation now. They and there's other ones who have uh, I mean we've already seen Xbox is trying to do the same thing. But Google has the technology. They have the the um data centers, I guess, to they said data centers quite a bit <laughs> during their presentation. Um, and that's basically what they're they're trying to say is like, hey, we have the connections. You you can connect directly to our data center, which will be nearby, so it should work well. I they were saying like, oh, you can stream in 4K and and stuff. Um, I don't know. I think under certain circumstances you can, and I think when it works well, like under perfect conditions, it'll work well. I think if you are far, you don't live near a data center or you have a poor connection or there's a million reasons that it would not work well. Um, but yeah, they're talking about things like you could see a trailer for um, a new Fallout game and at the end of the YouTube video, because obviously who owns YouTube, they'll be able to like play it now and you can click on it and then you're in the game. So, because they're, like, streaming stuff, things can be very instantaneous. Um, They're also uh, announced a controller that will allow, basically, the controller will link straight, well, will be linked to your Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi, and and that'll link to the data center. So, that way, it kind of removes a point of interaction. So, that way, you don't have to, like, if you were playing, you can play on whatever controller you want. But with their controller, they're saying it's going to work a little bit better because it's connected to the data center. So if you're playing like with an Xbox controller on your PC, the controller would have to talk to your PC. Then your PC would have to tell the data or t- tell the data center what you're doing um, and and go back. If the if the controller is talking directly to data center, that removes the point of interaction and should make it work faster. Um, but that's kind of like a uh if if it's down to that i think you know that's very small latency i there, there's also some small stuff like oh you can ask google uh uh assistant for help and they'll pull up a youtube video of of how to do it and then like people who are streaming to youtube um, oh, one of the cool things for people who stream to YouTube, I thought was cool, is that it would be zero latency. Like the people watching on stream would have uh, straight like zero latency because obviously they're both coming from the the data center. You know, YouTube streams and the game are both coming from the same location, so they'd pipe it to you at the same place and your YouTube. So that would be kind of cool for those people, but like. Google talked a big game about what they're capable of. And until it comes out, I'm not going to say anything. And honestly, even if there are reports that it works well, I don't think I would buy a game that can only be streamed. If it was like, hey, you can buy this game and you can stream it if you want, but you can also download it and play it normal. So that, like, 
if you don't have an internet connection or a very good internet connection, you can just play it. Or if you like have a good connection or you're outside the house, that would, that's what I would love if, if you could do like a cloud save deal and just upload your save to the cloud and go like, Oh, I'm going to go play on my phone now. And then when you're done doing that, go back to playing your download on your computer. There's some ways this could work. Well, the way, the only way I think I, I would try it right now is like trying out a game of the like, Hey, I saw a trailer for Assassin's Creed and there's a button to try it now. I would do that. There's not, there's no reason I wouldn't just try out games using the service. I probably wouldn't buy anything, but the announced that they are creating a development studio that is making games for Stadia. If it was a Stadia exclusive and it's supposed to be that good, I'd be willing to try it. I, but that's about it. And there's a lot of questions I have and we will see a lot more down the road, but Google announced a video game streaming service is the thing. Any thoughts, Darren? I mean, you said a lot of stuff. Did you listen to any of it? A little bit here and there. Okay. Well, here's some more stuff. And this comes from Mr. PlayStation. They did a... PlayStation State of Play, which people are uh, associating with, like, a Nintendo Direct, but for PlayStation. I will be curious to see if if this is kind of how they're going to be promoting their stuff in the future, if they're going to try and go a Nintendo Direct route with their announcements. Um, I was unable to watch the whole thing. I'll probably watch it either tonight or tomorrow when I have some more free time. I just had a long day at work. And had to get straight into the stream. But here's the news stories I was able to uh, pick up by skimming the news feed from Polygon. Shout out to Mr. Polygon. Um, so they announced an Iron Man VR game uh, coming to PlayStation VR. Uh, basically, it's going to you know be you playing as Iron Man, uh, fighting... Uh, villains and stuff the gameplay that they showed looked fairly basic um but you know it's cool to have a big uh name you know a marvel a, a big name marvel character in a vr game and we'll see how polished it ends up being but the thing that's got me more excited is that they announced no man's sky will begin full VR support for PS4 and PC. I, I don't have PS uh, VR. I've been thinking about it. If it gets to the right price or I end up having some money to blow, I might end up going that way. But I already have the HTC Vive, the best VR headset. And um, I might actually be willing to buy No Man's Sky on PC to play it in VR because that's a really like cool game. Like it's a cool world and the visuals are interesting. So it might actually be very cool to be able to play that in VR. Um, I guess that just, you can play no man's sky in VR in the future. And that's kind of cool. Um, it very much seems like, like there are some people who came away from the state of play. Like I was looking on Twitter a lot of people seem disappointed with the state of play, but people who have PlayStation VR uh, seemed, you know, excited with the titles coming out. So it seemed to be more focused on that type of stuff. 
that's about it for the news. We actually had a decent amount of news stories. Uh, the, most of them more were, than we've had lately. Most of them were provided by Dexterity. Mm-hmm. And they were all bad. That's mean. Something I want to talk about. That's not actual news. It's just a leak from League. Okay. Um, it's I mean it's potential real leak. Uh, I don't know. They released. They didn't release. There was a leak, probably of a bunch of skins that they're probably in development of. <laughs> exactly. How many times can you say probably while talking about this? Probably a few more times. Uh, anyway, there's about thirty of them on the list. One of them is a confirmed skin, like for sure they're working on it, so it's hard to say if the rest of them are confirmed or not. And a lot of times they'll start developing a skin and it's not very good, so they'll stop developing it, but uh, they've got new skins coming for a lot of my mains, and I'm shook and really excited. Well, you know what excites the hosts of Ready Set Gamecast? Our Money. Our Patreon, Aha. our Patreon producers. I forgot that that they are our Patreon producers. I was gonna do that, but now <laughs> you can is, also do it. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Tell 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 them about who they are and what they do for the show. All right, Last Geek has launched a Patreon to help you make great or to help you make great comment. comment. You're nailing it. Last Geek has launched a Patreon <laughs> to help make great content like this podcast for the low, low price of $5 a month. You can get a shout out on every episode of Ready, Set, Gamecast like Aaron C. and Dragons Lucas did. Or if you do $8 a month, you can be on both of the podcasts that Bryce is in, the other one being Game Make Corp. And it's really funny, although I'm not caught up. And I, I, I don't plan to listen back. I'll listen to the next episode. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> the, you have to listen to them all because there's an elaborate story playing out. I don't think there is. They're all callbacks every once in a while, which is really fun. I wouldn't be able to do that, but... There is a story that I don't... There's stuff happening that is down the line that we're talking about. Um... So you're planning a story, and so now I should listen every week because you're going to start implementing that story, and that's fine. That's what I will do, and you should do it too. And give us $8 on Patreon so that Bryce can make money off of his content creation. Uh, I'm going to run through the tiers that are currently available right now. Um, $1 gets you the bonus content. Each year we put out um, a bonus piece of uh, content for each show. Uh, this one for Race at Gamecast, we basically we each had a question, but for the most part, we kind of talked about our year and what we're looking forward to in the future. Um, and that was some cool discussions. Uh, and we'll do another one uh, for for this year. Um, come going forward. Yeah, when is that? Uh, we'll be releasing content in August. August is the big Patreon time that. Lots of exciting things will be happening that uh, I'm talking talking to people about cool stuff. You're in talks with the big big leagues? Yeah, I, I told Darian stuff, but she wasn't listening, so. I was listening. Um, and then uh, for $5, um, you can be a Patreon producer of Race at Gamecast. 
or uh, if you like Game Eight Court better, then you can uh, get an investor shout out for Game Eight Corp. But what if you like them both? You can get shout outs on both podcasts for eight dollars. Now th- this one, no one's done, but you could be the first for twenty dollars. You can get digital mail. I'll send I and or one of the other co-hosts will send you an email and be like, hey. You're awesome. Did you know that? Well, you are. Um, and then for $30, we'll send you physical mail. You want a sticker? Or like this? We'll put that in the letter. You want a, something else? Uh, maybe that'll be in the mail. You want me to put a kiss on a letter that I'll write to you personally and I'll use my fun, sparkly lipstick to do it? $30 can make your dreams come true. <laughs> Um, yeah, those are our current tiers. Uh, if you want to support us at any of those, we will greatly appreciate it. $1 gets some more content from us that I think will be worth it. Um, but the, our fine Patreon producers want that content and we need to continue the show with a topic of the show. This is the topic of the show. (laughs) <laughs> you're waving your hands and then you like realize this is an audio podcast i need to say things <laughs> um nintendo has shown its willingness to lend out its characters and properties to non-nintendo studios like with mario vs. rabbits and now with cadence of hyrule what developers would you like to see make a nintendo game and what property would they use i want to see pokemon in league of legends what Okay, that's okay. I don't think that's the same. I don't think they somebody's like, hey, take take Mario and put him in Skyrim. Make Mario a playable character in <laughs> literally every game ever. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't like you can't put Mario in Skyrim, but then I remembered they put Zelda in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So maybe I don't know what put Mario in Skyrim. Um I guess if they put League on on Switch that that might be a thing. Um yeah, definitely I think the 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 property I would want would be Pokemon and I would want them to do something big. Like I would love like they seem to be willing to get more buck wild with Pokemon with like Detective Pikachu and that kind of whole world. I would love a game that is like that. That is kind of like a steampunk, like like Pokemon are more than just like the cutesy thing that we see in the games and the anime. I would love, and I, I'm trying to think of what developer, I, I guess uh, CD Projekt Red. A Pokemon with CD Projekt Red, because CD Projekt Red is currently working on the Cyberpunk 2099 game. They also did Witcher. Um, that would be a Pokemon from them would be very, very cool. Uh, I guess like that's not really how Nintendo's been doing it. They're basically lending their characters to something else. They're not like, Hey, you make a Pokemon, you make a Mario. Like they're just like, "We'll, we'll let you put Mario in the thing that you're already doing. I'm trying, uh, yeah, I would I'd... like to see mm-hmm. a Hyrule 
Yeah. In Kingdom Hearts. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Darian, did you put in? Oh God, that's a lot of questions. Uh huh. The answer is yes. You're doing you're doing those questions. Yep. Let's do it. Okay. Do you want to be a part of the show? Go to ReadySetGameCast.com forward slash submit to submit a question, comment, or your favorite armor set in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for us to read on the show. I The first and... Oh, sorry. Go. I was going to say like the Guardian. I think that my favorite armor set I wanted to get, but I like couldn't get the parts for. And I think that I think the the armor set I wanted to get is what got me going down amiibos. Mm. I ended up getting a random Kirby amiibo because it was on clearance, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cute. It's just a figure." But then it was like, "I need guardian parts, guardian cores, or whatever, uh, to be able to get this stuff." And I was like, "There's not really an easy way to get them, but wait." There's an amiibo that'll just give them to you. So then I started buying amiibos, and now I have a shelf thing. I have I have many of them. Can I buy all of your Legend of Zelda amiibos? I have a shelf that is 90% Zelda characters. And I've only played Breath of the Wild. I've also only played Breath of the Wild. Questions? The first question is from Snow, and it says, What are y'all thoughts on the Switch Pro and Switch Mini? Are those real confirmed things? Uh, Washington... Washington Street... No. What is their name? Wall, Wall Street, Street Journal? Journal. The Wall Street Journal is reporting it like Nintendo hasn't said anything. So I, it's not like confirmed until Nintendo says something. So, mm. you know, no, then if we're saying confirmed, no, it's not technically confirmed. But I mean, doesn't that kind of line up with the. I, th I think we've heard rumors better of this and cheaper version that they have confirmed. Have have we? I don't think we, they've confirmed that at all. I think there's been rumors for a minute, but I don't think they haven't. I thought you said we don't talk about rumors on the show. You put in the news story. Yeah, but you didn't delete it. <sighs> I think the I'm excited. It will be released as early as next summer. So I'm excited to see what confirmed. kind of features are added to the pro. I'm upset about them basically. The fact that they're going to remove features from one of them means that we're not going to see those features in games much. It's like when they stop making connects, it's like you're never going to see a connect again. Or you're never going to see a connect game anymore. Well, yeah. Once they re removed connects as a requirement from Xbox One ones, it's like... Well, we might have seen some some uh, Connect games because you knew that everybody could play them because everybody had a Connect. But then once they were like, "Oh, it's not there. It's not with every Connect, or it's not with everybody every Xbox," you're like, "Oh, we're probably not going to see Connect games again." And yeah, they stopped making them, and we're not getting Connect games. But yeah, I mean, vibration really wasn't the biggest thing ever. It was just kind of cool. 
Yeah, it's nice. And I will definitely be getting a new vamped up Switch yeah. to have my games play in more frames. Not that it really matters, but there are some places where you can tell. Uh, yeah, we. I need to know what the pro version uh, has before I... What are the specs? Yeah. That's my opinion. All right. I want a pro. I like the name pro. It makes me feel special. So, even though they're not confirmed confirmed, they're pretty much confirmed. Okay. Uh, that's not the official p- opinion of Radio Set Gamecast. It's the opinion of that's Dexterity. The official, that's the official opinion of me, Dexterity, your favorite Ready Set Gamecast host. Is there any other questions? Yeah, there's a lot of them. Okay, Zombie Owl also asked, or Zombie Owl 22, twitch.tv forward slash Zombie Owl 22. He's a good friend of mine. He's pretty awesome. Um, The first thing that he said was, so State of Play was shown today with a lot of mixed opinions, maybe more so negative, but do you think it will eventually be able to shape up like Nintendo Direct has over the years? Or do you think, since the first presentation was a rocky start, that they go back to have having main announcements at conventions, mainly E3, PAX, etc. I think people have shown that basically they highlighted what what people are calling like lower tier games um, that, you know, might, you know, you wouldn't announce these at an E3. So that I, I don't want, I you know, they pulled out E3. I would like to see them come back and or... Uh, bring back PSX, um, possibly both. But I think this fills a niche of like, this isn't worth E3. This is an addition to like, this is a nice presentation package for highlighting smaller games, highlighting unique experiences. So I don't think this is going to replace E3. I think it's going to be along with E3 and it's going to be, you know, Something's different from that. Well, because they're not going to be at E3 this year, right? Right, and they also canceled PSX. And But I think that might be they didn't have anything big. They're probably preparing for bigger things, and that's probably why not so much that like they're never coming to E3 again. I don't know. I I think it could start to be more like Nintendo Directs. I think that they started off with stuff that they were going to highlight for stuff that is only available on their platform, like VR. And I think that over time, they're going to be able to start figuring out better ways to highlight more things. But I don't, I don't think that they would necessarily go back to E3. I think they're going to drive more in this. If they don't I think if they don't go back to E3 it's cuz E3 died. They killed it to be honest. I think E3 killed itself. They they've made some weird choices. Um but E3 is still a big deal and that is if you like if they announce the PlayStation Five, that's either going to be at PSX if they they bring back PSX, or they do that at A three. They're not going to do one of these, I don't think, for something that big. I would hope. Sure. 
but I also think I also think that these state of play things are gonna stick around. It's not gonna go. Yeah. We're not gonna see them do either one. They're not gonna go hard either way. Right. Um. The next question is: What are the current thoughts on the business relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo, as they seem to make collaboration efforts with the gaming community? Do you think Sony will need to start making more moves beneficial to consumers slash gamers, such as cross-platform, backwards compatibility, etc.? I think Sony doesn't... Sony's on top, and they're not scared. They're they're kind of carving out their own niche with, like, VR. They're pushing that, and they they that's where they're trying to succeed, in, in, because they already have the core gamer kind of lockdown... Xbox has been trying to like succeed in their own ways of pretty much buying up developers. The the collaboration between Microsoft and Nintendo is very very interesting to see how they're working up, but also Microsoft seems to just be more friendly in general because we are seeing Microsoft on Steam, Halo on Steam and like that might just be more about what Microsoft that Microsoft isn't just we're Xbox. They're saying we're games. We are where you are. Are you do you play on Switch? We'll come to you. Do you play on Steam? We'll be there. I think that's more about Microsoft willing to go to you rather than saying come to us. And and because Nintendo has, you know, is the hot thing right now. There's definitely, they're trying to collab with them there. I like that perspective. I think Sony is starting to be scared though, because they're acting like they're invincible and like no matter what, they're going to be on top. And I don't think that's the case. I think people are pushing towards a more connected gameplay experience um as seen with cross platform playing um and i i do think sony's going to need to start to make moves to be better for gamers or gamers are going to start questioning is it worth it to be playing on the PlayStation if i can play with all my friends on any other platform but that one i i think how the next console each of their next consoles the microsoft and and uh playstation 5 or i guess i would hope that they call it the playstation 5 like it'd be out of character for them to not yeah (laughs) but however they market their next console i think is really going to decide how things go forward um and, and it definitely does seem like sony is it has been more Going like, okay, I guess you guys can do it, you know, do cross-platform on specific things. They're, they're realize that they kind of need to give in on some of these battles to stay, you know, favorable with gamers. Mm-hmm. But they still do have such a grip on on core gamers that they don't need to be that forgiving. They They can kind of be like, you want to play with PlayStation gamers? buy a playstation that they, they, they kind of have that many of the gamers to be able to mm-hmm. go like 
where 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 you know i'm more likely to say hey just buy a playstation it's it's you you have an xbox but really you'd be better suited with a playstation i think i think their gamers are a marketing because because it's the only place for them to play uh, mm. you want to play apex with me buy a playstation you you it's it's the it's the better console is you know what their gamers are going to say it's what i'd probably say so yeah yeah, I like playing on PlayStation more. I want to see more people embracing backwards compatibility, though. Like, I'm still really sad that I have lost a lot of my progress on, like, past Nintendo games because <laughs> they don't give a shit about backwards compatibility in their games, and they make it hard to get, like, old-school games on their stores like there's a lot of titles that aren't available and i really want to see like mario party 7 and i want to see nintendo 64 games and things like that and i wish nintendo would do more backwards compatibility that's not really entirely related to the discussion i just saw backwards compatibility and got really sad because okay. i want to play mario party 7 <laughs> well what other questions do you want to discuss with many saying the strongest thing Red Dead 2 has going for it is the single-player story, do you think that Red Dead Online will eventually make a comeback with the recent updates they have been trying to do? Or do you think it will continue to fade and not be or not succeed as well as its previous predecessor or GTA Online? I mean, GTA Online people didn't love right, right out the gate. It had a lot of issues, and then they kept adding content which seems to be a lot with these like games as services products is that they don't have much and then they keep adding stuff and then finally people are like oh it's good now they made it good um the advantage being that like hey like you know this isn't fallout 76 where if you're buying it it is just the game as a service this is like an additional thing problem with it honestly is more that it's feels like a cash grab the game does have a story there is unique stuff going on if you're asking me the strongest part about the red dead redemption 2 is the world and the characters that like when you're riding from town to town there's all of these interactions where like you'll find somebody who's been bitten by a snake. You'll f ride past all these carts and like somebody, uh, bounty hunters who are taking somebody to jail and stuff. And all, all of these like interactions that, that uh, it makes the world feel so alive. That's not an online. There is barely any NPCs. And then the PCs just are acting like, you know, weird people either you know shooting at each other or not you know it it takes away from the life that the uh what's what's kind of funny about it is by having actual people in it it feels less alive and that, that's because it lacks the npcs and stuff and i i guess i can't tell you what the story of the online if that goes anywhere interesting i very much doubt it because the arthur's gang and the people in it is what makes the story great of like Oh, it's, you know, 
what they're doing is so so it's the fact that like who you're doing with it of like each character is interesting and and your interactions with them are so interesting that you know oh we're gonna go rob a bank it's interesting because of who you're doing it with and and how they're reacting and how arthur reacts the fact that your character doesn't have a personality um or a voice also takes away from it so if you're just wanting to shoot at stuff then yeah you might have fun with red dead on uh red dead redemption online unless they're gonna add characters and a like liven up the world i don't see it ever being as good as red dead redemption single player it might become as good as red dead or become as good as grand theft auto online but honestly like with grand theft auto online you can also get more buck wild you can have a helicopter you can get some fancy um cars and stuff you can't really do that with you you get a fancy horse it's not it's not quite the same thing so i don't think they they they're trying to be grand theft auto online with red dead redemption online and they they can't be that and they're not the single player so i i don't know what how they're gonna find success there and i guess rockstar is might keep pushing and we'll see what they do um any other questions yes there are many questions keep going this one is my favorite just kidding. He did have something to add on here. He said, funny story, when it comes to the Red Dead 2 Online, the pricing when launched was actually worse before updates, along with a ton of bugs and some missing features. Sorry for the chair squeaks. I don't know why it's squeaking so bad. Okay. I, Those I, are his thoughts. It's not surprising that it started out worse and then people complained and then it got slightly better but still bad. That seems to be the case with a lot of these games. All right. Thoughts on Epic Game Store controversy, con- the controversies, especially when it comes to picking up exclusives for competition or the percentage being lowered when it comes to shares compared to Valve with Steam? I feel like we've talked about this on a previous episode. Yeah, I don't I don't think he listens to the podcast. Wow. <laughs> so we can just assess it. It's fine. Uh I don't think that new listeners are gonna be like, oh, let me go listen to old episodes well, of you should. video game news. No. <laughs> What's great is because we do the topic of the show that like we it's more than just the news. We talk about the the you know Things beyond what's currently happening. Bryce and Teddy talk about the topic of the show while Darian zones out and is in her own world. I'm glad I picked you for this podcast. (laughs) Next episode, Darian's going to be wearing race at Gamecast leggings. I don't think it'll be next episode, but I will be wearing Ready Set Games Gamecast leggings at some point, and I will show them off to everybody because (laughs) I'm going to be very excited. Um, he also had some thoughts. He said, despite what people may think of the Epic Games Store controversies, having games such as Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human coming to the PC storefront is somewhat of a big deal, especially since it will not be available on Steam, as far as I know, which is true. It is going to be exclusive for the Epic Games Store, at least for the first year. 
Um, the following on those games are huge. Having an early start on the PC market allows them to have a really good foundation for a PC audience that are interested in those games from those developers. If I'm not mistaken, they're usually Sony exclusive as, it, exclusive as it is, which is also true. I think all of those games... No, Beyond Two Souls came to the Xbox at some point, didn't it? No idea. Um, I, so I'm going to a little bit... I, um, repeat myself about uh, the Epic Game Store. I think it's good that they are, you know, giving a very good cut to developers, encourages Steam to do the same, and developers deserve a good money for their work, um, especially indie ones. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, big developers don't need it as much, but I guess they still, you know, do. Maybe we'll see price reductions and stuff like that from, from them. But, and then, you know, competition as uh, a lot of people, you know, I still support steam just because like they, they've been around for a while. They've got technology that I'm about and stuff like that. But I like Epic being in here competing because it's going to push steam to compete for the first time in a very long time. And hopefully we'll we hope. Yeah, I mean, we, we've we're seeing they've updated their UI. They're making changes, and it might not be in response to the Epic Game Store. It might just be changes they made, but we might be seeing other changes. I mean, it could be in response. We have no idea, and I'll be curious to see, you know, how what Epic Game Store's moves make Steam respond with, and I think them going back and forth is going to be good for gamers in the end. I hope to see an official like response that's obviously to something that Epic has done. I don't know that there are many Epic Game Store controversies because Epic Game Store is just being competitive. I think there are more Steam controversies ever since the Epic Game Store came out because it's more heavily curated and it's a better percentage and steam is kind of a dumpster fire and just about anything on it. Um, they, they took the back seat as far as curation goes. They're like, yeah, I mean pretty much everything that's not what trolling or like racist or trolling or I, I presented this as a possible topic of the show about basically st- Steam's curation, and Darian said she didn't have an opinion, and then it very much seems like Darian has an opinion about it. But maybe that'll be a future <laughs> topic of the show about what what uh, how how Steam curates their games. Uh, until then, we've got more questions. Yeah. I am excited for Detroit coming to the PC. I don't want the Epic Game Store, though, so I'm probably just going to have to wait a couple years to, <laughs> to get it myself if it ever comes to Steam. I have it on the PlayStation until then. Um, Halo on PC is also a massive thing because it is coming or it is also coming to Steam and both the Steam community and the Xbox community on the Microsoft storefront will be sharing servers which is big news that's just an opinion not a question not an opinion that's a statement we do have questions comments or favorites that's so. true that's a comment or your favorite what did i say for this time armor set for breath of the wild yep. i didn't answer that one i mean typically we don't we leave that to... I'd like to. Okay, well, 
if somebody sends in theirs, we, because usually how that that's how it ends up working is that like we we present a thing. If somebody sends in, then we might respond next time. Yeah. Hey guys, tell me what your favorite armor set is on Breath of the Wild, and tell me why. Um, the next question is thoughts on Riot or separate teams still having talk or rumors making a League MMO still, or do you think it will just remain a rumor at this point due to the success of League and the position it has on esports? You know. I have had a really hard time getting into MMOs because it's really hard for me to find something that, like, isn't already saturated with so much content that you have to learn in order to get a lot of the little references and fun things that they do in the game. But I think if a Riot, if Riot released a League of Legends MMO, I would be heavily ahead because I'm kind of a lore whore as far as League goes. I literally spent my lunch break today just reading backstories on the champions that I realized that I haven't read in a while just to see if they've been updated. <laughs> and um, I think a League MMO would be really cool. I think it's a possibility, but I don't think that it's going to be in the forefront at any point. Unless League starts to see a dip, but like they're still able to brag about their huge numbers because it's just such a huge game in general and it has such a massive following. Even though Riot has come out and had some pretty shitty stuff as far as sexism and and things like that in the development team uh, or in the team in general, I guess. Um, I I would like to see them improve as a company and I would like to see a league MMO uh Riot please. I would I would subscribe to that. And you know how bad people were addicted to WoW when that first came out? Yeah, that'll be me, except I'll still have to go to work, but like work in league MMO. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um yeah, no, I think because of its huge position it could uh I think they they might still be secretly working on it in the back, especially with the idea that the 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 straight Bombay is a thing. Maybe they're gonna do a league MMO through Stray Bombay instead of just Riot, and it's Riot backed. Who knows? Although it's only a two person development team. Anyway, okay, next question because Bryce doesn't give a fuck about League of Legends. <laughs> um. People are starting to notice that there's a rise of developers and companies relying on Twitch streamers and YouTubers becoming not just their target audience, but using them as a media source for advertising said games, at least more than commercial standards nowadays. Thoughts? I feel like this is sprung from, like, the ninja thing, right? Where Epic gave him $1,000. No, Apex gave him a million dollars to play Apex. Is that the thing? I don't know. Somebody gave him a million dollars to play something. <laughs> You're so knowledgeable. I think it was Apex. Uh, he did play Apex. I do know that. That he hopped over there for a minute. Yup. EA paid Ninja one million dollars to stream Apex Legends, which is so. Is EA not? Is it Respawn that made? Respawn is the developer. Yes. <sighs> yes, nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, the fact that, like, streamers and YouTubers are, I mean, they're called influencers, and I hate that term for a reason. Um, they're called influencers for a reason, slash, I and hate that, I hate that, that term. term. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, 
but they like people buy these games because of you know they saw a streamer play it and stuff and that is a legitimate thing i mean i have bought games because of uh streams i people might have heard of games and bought them because of us um those people would be darian and <laughs> um but I don't think it's, I mean, it's, it's been slowly growing since YouTubers and Twitch has become a thing and it's kind of hitting critical mass at this point. Um, I do think like basically older uh, traditional media like IGN and GameSpot and stuff like that is more becoming about deeper looks into how the game was made, the development team, what, what the stories that, that, youtubers and streamers aren't going to cover it's oh youtubers are more about just like kind of previewing the game like showing you it, what it is and traditional media is more about like dissecting and finding about what what's um important and i think going forward we're going to see both of them exist and have a role to play uh i guess i guess yeah they exist and it's going to be a thing and has been a thing for a bit and it's probably going to continue to grow. Um, I would I would hope that we see games media, traditional media, uh, stay competitive and, and, and try not to, like, do the same thing streamers do, but kind of approach it in a unique way that, you know, Ninja isn't doing. I like to see more influencers being acknowledged and them embracing it because it's been a big deal since, I mean, like years ago on YouTube when the, the Let's Plays first started and like PewDiePie was playing like Amnesia and other like indie horror games and getting people to play indie horror games which weren't really that big of a a genre at the time and now it's huge there's so many of them and it's obvious that he had you know a direct or indirect uh change on that portion of the the industry and i i wish that game developers and um you know, tech companies realized it sooner and I wish that they had better ways to implement it that didn't help only them, but also more influencers. Like, I like to see when, uh, like on Blizzard, they will showcase streamers. Most of the time they're big streamers, which kind of makes sense because like they're not going to make money off of small streamers, but I, I want to see a little bit more of spreading of the wealth. Um, I hate the idea that Ninja got a million dollars because Ninja is the biggest streamer and most recognized streamer on Twitch. And there's no fucking way that he needed a million dollars to play a game. Like, that's ridiculous to me. I I totally see the reason that they did it and and stuff. And small streamers need to... If we're getting into the, that discussion, I think that, like, small streamers can grow by playing, you know, games for the first time. That's very much like if you're 
able to play Overcooked 3 before other people, then you are, you know, people are going to want to see Overcooked 3. And if you've got that, that's going to be a thing. And if you're, you know, trying to play Apex or whatever, and you're a small streamer, you're not going to do well because the big people are playing it. So you need to kind of like look for that. If you're a small streamer, look for niche games. And there's a game called um, Cultist Simulator that there's a fairly small streamer who was streaming Cultist Simulator and then the developers took notice and then they had him stream Cultist Simulator on their Steam page and when the game was on sale. So when if you were looking, uh, looking at games on sale and saw Cultist Simulator and went to their page, you a, a stream would pop up at the top of him playing it. And I ended up following this guy because of that. So they're like, if you're focused on, you know, thinking Riot should should reach out to you because you're like stream their game, probably not going to happen. But if you're like, look at smaller stuff and developers of, you know, the same capabilities as you, you might find yourself growing from those kind of connections. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they're, you know, developers can help, uh, influencer or content creators and vice versa. If both sides know, you know, how to do so. Next question. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that, I want Riot to sponsor me because like Riot is huge. First of all, (laughs) doesn't necessarily need to showcase people for their game to be successful. They do summoner showcases where they'll, they'll show like different pro players and different prominent streamers and things like that. And that's cool. I just want to see, I don't, I just don't like the idea of the number $1 million, which is a ridiculous amount of money, being thrown at someone who's already wildly successful. Well, because he's wildly... Like, it's worth it to them. I'm sure they've sold, you know, gotten their money back. You know, people played Apex because of Ninja. No. (laughs) If you... The question is, if they had spread that $1 million out or among like the the ne- skipped over ninja and then went a thousand below that you could probably spend a million to get those people to play apex uh not having to spend so much on each person would you have gotten that many people to play apex from that I mean, I don't know what you be, mean by the next thousand, like the next thousand top streamers. Yeah, so so Ninja's at the top. Then you skip over him to number two to like a thousand down. Like, and I think it was more... I bet the combined viewership of the next thousand streamers would outrank Ninja. May, maybe, but then you also have the fact that Ninja is the face of Fortnite right now. So... By having the face of Fortnite play Apex, are you going to have some Fortnite people switch to, like, Apex? That, like, it's more than... So Shroud probably plays a lot. 
and he'd be he'd be in that list but he's not the face of any game he's he doesn't it's not that big a deal that he's playing apex so there's you know there's stuff with it but these are all very big questions and we need to keep going yep okay the next one is do you think the battle royale scene is beginning to die down still showing significant growth or would you consider it to be a norm now and possibly just considering it a hybrid between an entire genre slash game mode i think it's a hybrid i think it's a genre and it's been around for a while and it's it's getting we're seeing more and more games of it but then Mm -hmm. it's obviously at some point here it's going to hit its peak and i think what what's what's interesting about it is that it's still improving we're not seeing it like stagnate of like there's been no changes in the the battle royale deal apex has improved the formula and if there's another and for, there'll be a while where it's like oh there's more battle royales but no no one changed anything um to be significant if there's a game that comes later after apex that is changes things and improves it again then we're going to keep seeing that if if things start stagnating um then yeah we'll see it uh die down but i think it's as a concept is going to be around for a while and has been around for a while um but right now it is the hot thing and i it is a genre of its own it is a independent product next question thoughts on sony not allowing gamestop and other retailers to sell ps4 download codes maybe a gifting option available soon for the ps store or just an attempt to secure more profits when did that change has that always been a thing i didn't know that was a thing uh i don't know if they do gifting um they haven't yet he's saying yeah i yeah i i'm saying that he thinks maybe a gifting option available soon I'm not sure if that's something that Sony's going to do. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Or maybe they're pulling out because GameStop has been slowly declining. And so yeah. maybe it's not as profitable for them to do it, like make it available. There's not a reason that for way. them to. When you, you can know. just sell a, a PlayStation gift card and have all the profits. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like. Hey, I want to give someone Red Dead Redemption Two online. Like, give them the. Oh, it's digital. not just for GameStop. They're pulling the codes from everyone. Sorry, I'm interacting with chat, which we don't usually do. We need to, we need to f- see a new story about this uh, before we talk more. I don't want to just go based on what's said in chat. Next question. When it comes to HD Rumble, I feel as if it will be rarely promoted and used feature on the, for the Switch, which may follow the same fate as the Kinect on Xbox. Just as tragic, I, or just not as tragic, I guess. I mean, HD Rumble is just fancy vibrating, right? I mean, it was cool vibrating. I, I got I got one two Switch to show off the vibrating, and it's cool. Yeah, I haven't played one two Switch, and the vibrating in Legend of Zelda was pretty minor. Yeah, well, that's the thing with it. Like, you have to implement it. If otherwise, it's just rumble. 
Right, it's just vibrating. Yeah, but but with one two switch you can do the and I I could never be like that's exactly three ice cubes, but you could feel like oh this is different. This is not just rumble. Sure, just showing off the capabilities of yeah the Joy Cons. They should have made one two switch free. That should have been bundled with the switch. That was I agree. But maybe at one point they will. They should probably do that going forward, but just to just really sell the better version of the Switch. Um, any excitement for the Crash Team Racing remastered? Yes. No, I haven't played Fuck the you, original. Bryce. I haven't played. I any didn't Crash. play the original either, but I like Crash. Thoughts on Apex Legends and the issues of cheating still rising in the game? Do you think it will gradually start to make the population decline, or do you think the gameplay and the success of people still playing will keep them on? there until the next big thing essentially um i bet that as apex continues to move on and develop that eventually they'll come up with an anti-cheat which is never 100 percent. but i as with most new games it's still like a work in progress sometimes it takes a while for the anti-cheat to actually be implemented and sometimes it takes even longer for them to make it work well dead by daylight didn't have a very good anti-cheat up until I want to say a few months ago when they updated what they used for their anti-cheat. And now it's really hard to cheat without getting caught. And if you get caught, you get punished. Uh, Dead by Daylight has been a game for three years, I want to say. Probably longer than that. Four years? I don't remember. It came out a while ago. came out a number ago. It came out more than one years ago. And... um. You know, it took them a while to develop it, and now it's like a a much, much better game, and it's in a much healthier state than it was before. But even then, it's been able to maintain a viewership and a playership um, from the beginning when it was not so great, when there was hard, when it was trouble finding a lobby, when it was trouble connecting to matchmaking. Like it, it pushed through all of the difficult, um, like uh, software limitations, the the difficulty with the technical. Uh, limitations that it had being from such a small studio um apex has a much better starting place so i bet that their anti-cheat will take less time to develop and be better uh the next question is thoughts on fallout 76 coming to steam after being exclusive to their launcher i think it's cash grab I think they're they're do anything that they know the game's not doing well and they'll put it. The game's dead and they're desperately trying to not. Yeah, they're just trying to find anybody to play it. So that's not which is dumb. They should have just fucking released it on Steam in the beginning. Then they would have had my money in the beginning, and I would have been really mad about it. But they would have had it. They would have had a lot more people's money as if they just released it on Steam to begin with. And it would have been a bad game either way. It would have been bad either way, yeah. (laughs) But it wouldn't have failed quite as bad. Um, Any interest in Mortal Kombat 11 and their changes to not only the gameplay, but the bigger changes and effort coming to the story as well? I don't know anything about the changes. I'm not a Mortal Kombat player. Uh, I I play a little bit of the last Mortal Kombat and soured me on the franchise, so no. Oof. How far do you think Cyberpunk 2077 is going to push the boundaries of game development? I don't know. Will it be as groundbreaking as The Witcher 3? Probably not. It's hard to say. We don't know too much about we it. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of information there, there's about There's a it. gameplay video out that I watched bits of. It's it's interesting. I, 
I'm not sure if I'm going to play it just because like, I don't love that you are locked into first person the entire time. An oh, RPG God. where it's an RPG shooter kind of, but it is like RPGs where you're going to be wandering around the world a lot locked into first person. I don't love. That sounds bad. Yeah. But Al asks, Oh, sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. But, uh, it seems like there, there's going to be a lot going on with the game and, I'm sure it'll be good. I'm not sure it'll be as groundbreaking as The Witcher 3 because that was a huge game. Yeah. Um, Al asks, the latest controversy about big AAA titles coming out unfinished and being a hot mess, i.e. Anthem 76. Um, we kind of talked about this on Topic of the Show last time. And yeah. Yeah, basically, I think the fact that these games as services games coming out so unfinished is going to hurt the genre and hopefully at the very least make developers work on their games more and iron out bugs before they release something like at at the very least i hope it makes developers or and i think it's more publishers than it is developers is the publishers pushing the developers to get their game out right now um but i'm hoping it you know, makes everybody a little bit more cautious and makes them put more effort and time, mostly time, into getting their games done before they get released. As far as games as a service go, I also hope that over time it becomes more accessible to not necessarily just AAA games. I would like to see a lot of, I mean, not a lot of, but, you know, some smaller game devs able to release games as a service and, you know, sustain. I think that'd be cool. And that's it for the questions. Yay, we did it. This brings us to housekeeping. I'm going to sit up in my chair so that I can do the thing. Go to lastgeek.com for links to the podcast on all your favorite podcast services, including iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, as well as the video version on youtube.com slash lastgeek. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us grow and become more powerful. I've actually been working out. You can't tell because, you know, weak. But I, my arms hurt when I did that. So it's because I've been working out. It makes me sad that Teddy works out now so that I might not be the strong one on the podcast anymore. He's got the muscles. Luckily, Teddy will never hear this, so he won't hear my jealousy. Other Last Geek stuff you should check out. Game A Corp has a new episode about you. Yes, you. Oh, yeah. I didn't listen to that because the title made me uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm doing a whole thing here, Darian. Sorry. (laughs) Game A Corp has a new episode <laughs> about you. Yes, you. And the person behind you that looks exactly like you. Both of you. It's about both of you. Don't look behind you. Don't let them know you know they're there. Darren, where can people find you? People can find me on the internet in a few different places. I'm on primarily Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram. 
Uh, my username is Dexterity, D-E-X-T-E-R-I-D-E-E, and Dexterity.com redirects to my Twitch page. Occasionally, I will post on Twitter. Uh, even less occasionally, I will post on Instagram, but most of the time, you'll find me gaming on Twitch. Random schedule, but almost every time that I'm off, I'm just playing games, and so I'm streaming them. Hit that bell. Get those notifications. Hit the bell to turn on notifications so that I can ignore you, annoy you with my obnoxious little bullshit that I put in the box that sends to you when you get notifications. And also, give me one of them Twitch, uh, Twitch Prime subs. I'm really close to unlocking another emote, uh, which is really exciting because I have a lot of emotes that I can't use, but I bought a bunch of them because I got really excited and I got, you know, bit ahead of myself a little bit. Anyway, yeah, hit that sub button. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Give me all your biddies from the free ads. Also, give them to Bryce, who is also cool. Bryce, who are, who are you? Hi, I'm Bryce. Hi, Bryce. I'm Dexterity. Nice nice to meet you. Do you want to do I a podcast? I my second wind and I have to go to bed. <laughs> Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Darian said this was going to be like under an hour. <laughs> and then she did 200 questions. <laughs> Zombie asked a lot of really good questions. I'm going to talk Bryce into letting Zombie on the show. It's been decided. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at LastGeek. Uh, I'm on Instagram at LastGeekPlays. I don't post there that often. I'm on Twitch on Last Geek Plays. I don't stream that often, but sometimes I make big streams and have parties and there's booze. Um, but more than anything, you will find content from me at youtube.com slash lastgeek, and the podcast will be available at lastgeek.com. Um, I hope you enjoyed all of this episode, and we will see you again in two weeks. Bye! <laughs>